0: is a partner, parent, ex, sibling, child, or co-worker causing you to second-guess yourself? That can be crazy-making. I'm here to help you save your sanity. So let's get down to it and figure some things out now. Stay tuned. Hello, and welcome to Save Your Sanity, Help for Toxic Relationships. In this episode, we're going to talk about how emotional abuse creates a fear of rejection that can stay with you for a very long time. In fact, it will stay with you until you recognize it and reject it and change it. So I want to give some ideas about what it is, how you may have acquired it, to see, do you have this? Is it in your life? Is it dominating your life? Is it underlying you not having the life that you want or the relationships that you want? Are you experiencing emotional abuse or did you as a child and it is being repeated later? All of these things are very important in this episode. How emotional abuse creates fear of rejection. So let's talk about these things. What is emotional abuse? Well, I'm asked that so frequently that I created my own definition for it, a very comprehensive definition, and I'll share it with you. Emotional abuse happens when one person controls another person by criticizing, embarrassing, manipulating, humiliating, shaming, blaming, Discounting, dismissing, depriving, or denying their rights, their needs, their thoughts, their wants, their feelings, and their equality. That's all emotional abuse. And it's so important to see that, so important to recognize it for what it is. Because if you've been treated like that when you were young, You think that that's the way the world works. Do you know you don't even have language for the first part of your life? And you are taking in how you fit, what your self-esteem should be, whether or not you're wanted, whether you're neglected, whether you're important, all of those things. So if you're emotionally abused as a child, it's going to be very familiar when a partner emotionally abuses you. So tonight we're talking about emotional abuse and the fear of rejection. So if you have had all these things as criticizing and humiliating and blaming and shaming happening to you, then you are learning that other people are more important than you are, right? And what's going to happen when that happens? Well, you don't want them to reject you. You know, we are supposed to be in a group. We're supposed to belong to a group so we could survive. So if a mammoth came around, I guess, I don't know if there were people when there were mammoths, but if a mammoth came around the tribe, you would be safer than if a mammoth came around you when you were alone. And we have lots of mammoths in our world these days. They may not look the same as the ones from long, long ago, but they are out to eat you, destroy you, stomp you, dominate you, control you, and manipulate you. And I call those people hijackles. I created that term So we would have a word that is not a diagnosis from the DSM-5. It's not some kind of psychological diagnosis. It's saying, I'm in a relationship or have been in a relationship where someone hijacks the relationship for their own purposes and then relentlessly scavenges it for power, status, and control. So if we have had emotional abuse, as I defined it earlier, then we may have a fear of of rejection because we've put other people ahead of us. We've learned to do that, and now we put their wants and needs ahead of our own so much that we are too uncomfortable to speak our mind or to express our opinion or to set boundaries, or to create agreements, or to simply say no. So our emotional abuse experience can leave us with a fear of rejection that is so underlying that we may not even recognize it. So I hope by the end of this episode, you will have deeply thought about it. And, of course, the good news is that once you see it, you can reject it and you can change it. So we put people ahead of ourselves. And then when other people are are being accepted or accepting themselves or not, not rejecting themselves... If we have been rejected and feel rejected and have a fear of rejection, we don't like it very much, and we're bothered by when other people are bold and they ask for what they want, or they say what they want, and we see it as you know, a little bit forward or greedy or entitled or bragging or arrogant or just like a hijackal mother would say, "Who do you think you are to ask for what you need and want?" And so we may have those feelings about other people. When you have a hijackal parent, that hijackal parent gives you the message, we won't like you unless you do what we want you to do. We won't like you unless you do what we want you to do. Now that's very different than a non-hijackal parent. Now, I've talked about the concept in another episode of healthy parenting and upside-down parenting. Healthy parenting is when the parent understands that the parent is there to meet the needs of the child. But if you have a hijackal parent, we have upside-down parenting. The parent believes the child is there to meet their needs. So you're supposed to keep the hijackal happy. You're supposed to tiptoe around the hijackal. The hijackal is the center of things, and you are peripheral to that. You don't matter as much as the hijackal. So they will do all kinds of things to make you understand that you have to do what they want and how they want it, or they will reject you. Not that they will say, I don't like that very much, which would be very healthy and human. But no, I reject you for doing that, always to the extremes, always out of proportion. All of that happening all the time. And we need that group, that community, that tribe to survive. So we need to feel accepted. We need to feel approved of. We need to feel validated. So rejection can feel life-threatening. It truly can Because you're being sent away from the safety you need for survival. And even though there are no mammoths coming along to scoop us up, we still have the same feeling that we need to have that opportunity to belong to feel safe. So if we're with a hijackal, That all gets twisted and turned and and kind of pretzelized so that if I need to belong, I start doing what you tell me I need to do to belong in order to keep you happy so that you will not threaten with my lack of survival. Now, yes, in a healthier parenting model, of course, while we're shaping our children, we're doing what's in their best interest. We're helping them learn to be wonderful humans. But in a hijackal parent model, that's not happening. That is the parent telling the child that they need to serve their needs. You are here to make me happy. You are here to stay out of my way. You are here to make me look good. And when that's going on, you don't want to risk as a little person who knows you don't know where to find food that you are going to be sent out in the forest on your own. And you know how hijackles, even as you're an adult, you know how hijackles like to threaten you with rejecting you. It's part of the script. It's what they do. And when you fear rejection, some people get clingy. And they're looking for constant validation, no matter how small and no matter for what. Or they want assurance that you're not going to throw me out. I will, I will be invisible, but please don't throw me out. And they look for, um, they get jealous if somebody else is getting something that they can't have or they become suspicious. And fear of rejection in relationships can cause you to not get close to anybody or be willing to admit you have feelings or share those feelings because you are trained to have that fear of rejection. And it can be a real stopper, really. I mean, it'll stop you from doing all kinds of things because why risk it? I may be rejected. Why would I risk it? Are any of these things sounding at all familiar to you? You know, I had a hijackal mother and father. So they were very good at that. You know, as an adult, the threat was not, I'll send you away. The threat was, I'll cut you out of my will you know, whatever their threat was to have me concerned about the fear of being rejected. Well, I didn't care about the will, but they thought that it was a very important thing um, because they cared about it. But it was still that fear of rejection that they were hoping to instill in me that you should want me and be concerned that I would reject you. Well, they had a good shot at it because when you're little, They can teach you that really, really well because you know you need them. You know, we don't get born by the way horses and cows do. We don't get spit out of our mother, licked off, and then we have the capacity to get up and run around the meadow. As human babies, we know we don't. We need that giant that's going to take us home from the hospital or two giants who are going to take us home from the hospital in order to survive. We can't even move. We know that. So imagine. Think back on your childhood. Did you fear rejection? Were the signs and signals you were getting before you even knew what those people were saying? Was that we brought you into this world and we can take you out. There are parents who say that to their children. It's awful. Awful. And. It's not humorous. It is not humorous. If it happened to you, don't laugh it off. They were telling you that your life was worth nothing unless you were obeying them or making them happy or taking care of them. Terrible, terrible stuff. So, if we have a fear of rejection, we may be afraid that no one will want us. So, we get very, very, very thankful when somebody does. But what if it's love bombing? What if we're responding to love-bombing? Well, we wouldn't know. We just simply wouldn't know because we were raised that way. And when the love-bombing turns to trauma-bonding, we wouldn't know because we don't see those things. And that's why listening to this podcast can help you a lot to see what's actually going on, to identify what's going on. And if it's already beginning to ring in your mind or you're here because you've been here before know that you can get together with folks in my emerging empowered community so come in and be with us go to joinintoday.com there's so much there for you including to ask me anything group calls every month with me Only for members and a Sunday seminar and so much more, including our new uh, Emerging Empowered Journals that you can do right online. So go to joinintoday.com and come along, get some help, be engaged with the discussion forums, be with people who know what you're going through. That's what's important. So... If we were raised by hijackals or we've had a hijackal relationship before, we may be running under the thought of, if I get too close to someone, they could hurt or reject me. So we avoid having relationships. Or we could have the opposite, which I've been rejected before, and I am going to put up with almost anything to not be rejected again. So the fear of rejection becomes a huge driving factor in how we relate to ourselves and to other people. That's why it's so important to see it. So important. And the fear of rejection can keep us from risking anything. Anything at all. Whether that's sharing an idea or being vulnerable about our feelings Or not being willing to share our goals because someone will tell us we're silly. Or applying for a job. You don't want to do it because what if you're rejected? Do you know that's a big detriment? Or maybe you simply want a new job in a step up from where you are, but you're afraid of being rejected. So you say, oh, I'm fine here. I'm fine here. But what if underneath it, when you really look, it is the fear of rejection that's causing you to settle? Now, of course, that's not the case everywhere. You may be perfectly happy, but it's worth having a look at, isn't it? Worth having a look to see what's going on. Or how about maybe something as simple as you don't want to go networking. Or you don't want to belong to an organization because you're afraid they'll reject you or they won't like you or they won't approve of you or they won't validate you. So you, you starve yourself of social interaction for the fear of rejection. Maybe you don't have many friends for the same reason, fear of rejection. Or maybe you won't be in a committed relationship because what if it doesn't work out? it can really tamp you down and stomp on you. And if you find that you are operating from a fear of rejection, I hope this episode gives you insight and also gives you hope because you can change it. Once you recognize something, you can change it. And if you had a hijackal parent, you were born knowing you needed them to survive, as I said. And so all parents, use that. You need me, basically is what they're saying. So do what I want you to do. It's not healthy parenting, like here's the best way to do it. No, it's upside down parenting. Take care of my needs. That's what I brought you into the world to do. You ever had a parent say something like that to you? You know, I brought you here. Pay your debt. Do what I want you to do. And hijackle parents don't think you should have any needs. That seems to be apparent, right? It's all about them and how you affect them. They don't think about how they are affecting you. In fact, they don't much care. So. Sometimes to ask for anything seems so risky because of the fear of rejection that you even reject your own desires and needs and wants. And No, I'm not going to do that. Or you're afraid to ask for what you need and want because if they reject you, they may go away, and that's how you get trauma-bonded. If you're with a call trauma bonding occurs when they are really mean to you and they really hurt you, but they have you so isolated that after you've been hurt for a while, they come along and say, oh, I love you anyway. And so now they're your comforter. First of all, they were your person who was inflicting the pain inflicting the rejection and then they come along and they want to be your comforter and your hero oh I'll take care of you other people might not want you but I want you and you get very very confused and if you get really confused and you want my help it's easy to get it really is because you can go to beaclient.com and if I haven't seen you before You can use the one-time new client one-hour offer for only $97 at beaclient.com. And I'd be happy to see you there. We can talk about uh, underlying issues, what's really going on, what you've learned about yourself. And maybe you've learned you have the fear of rejection. So if you're afraid to ask for anything because you're afraid of being rejected, you're not going to get much. And then you start settling for less and settling for less and settling for less. And that becomes a way of being for you. And that's sad. And it can make you anxious. And it piles up. And you think you don't have any right to ask for more than they give you. And you should be happy with that. And that's where we get that that episode that I did on on taking breadcrumbs, a few breadcrumbs, and thinking it's a full meal deal. Every now and again, they, they give you some breadcrumbs. Oh, I like you. Oh, thanks for doing that. Oh, I want you to be happy. And you go, oh, I'm so hungry. I'll take those breadcrumbs, and I'll believe it's a full meal deal. But it isn't. It's breadcrumbs. It's just that you were starving. So you might want to look up that episode. So don't ask for more. Then you don't risk rejection. Now, that's kind of a convoluted way, isn't it? It really is. And rejection confirms your fear that you're not lovable. So you don't want to risk having your fear of not being lovable confirmed. And Maybe you feel that you're destined to be alone or have very little and that's okay. That's okay. No, it's not okay. It's not okay at all. You're here. You deserve to take up space and draw breath and you deserve to be able to have the strength to be assertive enough to say what you think, feel, need and want without the fear of rejection, without being rejected, without being made to feel wrong. You deserve that. So what if you're in a relationship with a hijackle, an adult relationship with a hijackle, a romantic, supposedly romantic, relationship with a hijackle? Are you just waiting to be rejected? Are you waiting to be disapproved of? Are you waiting to be invalidated? That's what happens after a while you m- know it's coming. That's why you live kind of looking over your shoulder all the time, because they are going to find fault. They are going to make you small. They are going to blame and shame and discount and deny your feelings. They will. And after a while, you start doing it too to yourself because of the fear of rejection. So you can see what a huge place this plays in it all and why it's so important to talk about it, identify it, understand it, see where it occurs, where it's occurred in your whole life. Because if you don't, it can lead to anxiety and depression and other fears. And that's a big key. If you find that you're anxious much of the time or you're depressed often, how does that link to what this topic is tonight? Your fear of rejection, keeping yourself small, keeping yourself concerned, keeping yourself contracted, concerned about whether or not you will be available, you will be seen. We long to be accepted. We do. We're born wanting to be accepted into the tribe, the community, the family, so that we can be part of something, so people can see us and we can see them. And there's co-validating and co-regulation. That's important. Our nervous systems need other nervous systems to co-regulate with, and we want them to be healthy nervous systems to co-regulate with. And if you're with a hijackal, It's not going to happen. There will not be healthy co-regulation. I'm going to talk about that on an upcoming podcast. But think about it now or go and look it up and get a head start on all of that. Because we long to be accepted, but we don't want to risk. We don't want to risk the pain of rejection. It hurts to experience a loss. And it is a loss when somebody rejects you. It is not so much of a loss, little insider information here, it's not so much of a loss when a hijackal rejects you. But because you have been carefully taught, if you like, by the hijackal, that it is horrendous if they reject you, you may be believing that. But to be rejected by somebody who is not healthy, actually, that's quite a good thing doesn't feel like it at the time. I know it feels awful, and it's the beginning of your work to becoming healthier, but it actually is a gift if they reject you. But unfortunately, you're trauma-bonded, so you want them back. (laughs) You don't want them to reject you. But until we handle our own fear of rejection, we'll always be losing anyway. We will always have loss because we're losing little bits of ourselves. They take it here, there, the other place, and we are always experiencing loss. And we're getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And at its most difficult, the fear of rejection can give social anxiety. That fear of being judged or or rejected becomes so strong that you don't want to be around people. You don't want to give them the opportunity to see you because they may not like you and then they may speak up. And we've gone so far away from healthy that we can't see our way back easily. There's so much for you at emergingempower.com At a minimum, go over there and have a look. Or if you'd like to get my newsletter, you can do that every week on Thursday. You can get that by going to hijacklehelp.com hijackalhelp.com, and just sign up for the newsletter. You'll get it every Thursday. It'll tell you um, what's new that I've been doing, articles, videos, podcasts, and give you some other insights and direction and graphics to look at. So if we had hijackal parents that controlled you or controlled us, and the threat was always of being removed, or left, or ignored, or neglected, then we begin to believe it. And as we believe it, it starts to happen. Because we've neglected ourselves, we've rejected ourselves. But the good news is, that maybe even in this episode you will hear that you can see it clearly for what it is in your adult state now. And you can say, no, I am not going to live from the fear of rejection. I am going to come back from that. No matter what it takes, I will reject the idea of having the fear of rejection. And I will change that. I will come to being a friend of myself. I will rectify these things. I will understand them. I will transform into a healthier version of myself. Hydeakos want you to be afraid of them. They thrive on that, so they perpetuate it. They gaslight you like in last week's episode, gaslighting, creating and describing your reality to you. Even though it's not what you see or think or want, they will tell you you do, or they will threaten to leave, or they will threaten to hurt you, or they will tell you that no one else would want you, so why would you ever risk leaving? And they'll tell you you're crazy. And it will cause you to second-guess yourself and question your own sanity. So I hope these ideas have created some questions for you. Are you afraid to leave a hijackal because you're afraid to be alone? Are you afraid of being rejected by a hijackal? A hijackal human is not healthy. Are you afraid of being rejected by an unhealthy human? I hope that you can overcome that because I know it's true. You've been badly hurt at other places in your life, and that may be where you find yourself right now. But know that it can change, not overnight, of course, but it can change by doing the work, by seeing things differently, by valuing yourself and learning how to. So do you stay because you're afraid of being rejected or that no one else will want you and therefore you'll be rejected? I understand completely. but. You want to be a healthier human. I know you do because you deserve to be. That's your natural state is to be healthier. Did a parent make you feel you'd never be good enough? That's what they do. So they can create your fear of rejection. Has your fear of rejection run your life? Have you missed all kinds of wonderful experiences and relationships from that fear? Well, don't be thanking the hijackal parent, but be thankful that you know this now. And you can change it. It's possible for you to change it. And now is the time. Now is the time to see the emotional abuse that's created the fear of rejection. And yes, nobody wants to say, I recognize that I am being abused. But it's the first solid step to not allowing yourself to be abused any further. And I so hope you'll take it and that you will turn all of that fear of rejection into acceptance of yourself and the possibility for a much happier life, a healthier relationship with yourself and with other people. I'm always here to help you. Go to empower.com and you can find all the ways you can work with me, plus free resources, uh, checklists and ebooks and things that are there for you and all of my books and things are also there for you. And if you really appreciate what these podcasts offer you, please consider being a patron and go to patreon.com slash where you can make a one-time gift or sign up for a monthly gift. That's always appreciated. Patreon.com slash I'm glad you were with me. This is such an important topic, and I hope you'll really let it settle into your heart and mind and think about it. And until we speak again, take very good care of yourself because you're precious and you matter. Talk soon. Thank you for joining me on the Savior Sanity podcast today. I hope you've had some new insights